but the Scruffy Stuff podcast has always been a place for us to speak our mind. And I recently saw a Reddit thread that was asking uh, Knoxville uh, Redditors about what would be some unspoken rules about downtown if there was this sort of unspoken rule guidebook. And it got me thinking, what a perfect idea for a podcast episode. Um, you know? We can we can we can give a voice to the voiceless. We can share what everybody is thinking. Such a powerful ability that we have to get out there what is on everybody's mind. And so, I took a few pointers from that unspoken rules rule book, and I came up with some of my own. And I invited Becca Marie Wrong or <laughs> Becca Rebecca Wright, uh, higher education reporter for University of Tennessee, onto the show. Uh, and we're going to talk a little bit today about what some of those rules would be if there was an unspoken rule guidebook about downtown Knoxville. That's going to include everything from, uh, you know, parking and, and driving etiquette to bar etiquette to just, um, you know, ways that you should navigate downtown to make uh, the experience in downtown Knoxville a great one for everybody. So um, really excited to share some of the things that we came up with here in just a minute. But before we get started, should introduce myself. I am Ryan Willis, downtown reporter at Knox News, and I kind of already gave you an intro, but let you introduce yourself. I'm Becca Wright. I'm the higher education reporter for Knox News. And this is the Scruffy Stuff, a podcast about all the news happening in and around downtown Knoxville, anything and everything under the sun sphere. Welcome to the show. If you've never listened before, this podcast is brought to you by KnoxNews.com, where you can find everything we discuss here on the show and a whole lot more. Knox News relies on support from readers and listeners to provide you compelling stories from Knoxville and across East Tennessee. Subscribers get an all-access pass to all of our premium, exclusive content. And to become a subscriber, it's easy. Just visit knoxnews.com slash subscribe to see our latest offer and sign up today. So I think for a lot of people, one of the biggest times of frustration is when you are on the road. You're driving your car. Road rage is a real thing. You see it around town all the time. And while I might not have road rage, I have some maybe internal road rage (laughs) when I see things on specifically. uh, Let's talk about Gay Street first because my number one unspoken rule, and this is the one that I might get in trouble for. So let me just go ahead and say that I do not condone this. You should obey all traffic laws. But I think people might agree with me once I explain the intersection of Gay Street and Union Avenue. There is a stoplight when you're going south on Gay Street that is before that intersection. And then there is one that's almost in the middle of the intersection. If you get through that first stoplight, I think the unspoken rule is you just go ahead and go through the second stoplight. Because it's so confusing. You're not going to have time. I mean, once you stop, you're out in the middle of the intersection. I think it's, it's, it's a weird intersection to begin with. I'm not saying I do it. I'm not saying I don't do it. But just keep that in mind when you're driving on Gay Street. That's something that I always look at. I'm like, oh, that person does drive downtown a lot. It's, it's like you can, you can kind of <laughs> tell. I'm, being, I'm not being critical. Some people don't drive downtown a lot. That's okay. That's why we're doing the podcast to sort of explain some of these unspoken rules. But one of my big things I think that applies to everywhere on the road, and I don't know if this is taught in Tennessee. I don't know. Because I come from North Carolina, I did you know driving school there, and the one of the things that stood out to me the most, one of the most handy things on the road, is to own the intersection. And I don't know if everybody knows what this means, but when you have a yellow light, especially in a downtown area where you're trying to get cars, you know, through your downtown corridor as fast as you can, pull out into the intersection if you don't have an arrow, and just wait. And then the light turns red, 
you're already out in the intersection, so you won't get a ticket. Then you make your turn. Cause, oh. Yes, because a lot of people will just sit there at a green light when there's no arrow, and it'll just like have to go through three lights before somebody has an opportunity to go. Especially in a downtown, there's so much traffic. You have to make that effort to go ahead and get on the intersection, wait when the light turns red, go ahead and make your turn. Let's get some cars through downtown. I sounded, looking, listening back to myself in my head, that sounded really critical and mean. But that's just... I don't know. I, I, am, I am 100% on the same page. Like That is one of my biggest frustrations um, is when people, as you said, don't own the intersection, don't get out there. Like, get out there, folks. Get out there, folks. <laughs> yeah, this is downtown Knoxville. Nice. Get out there, meet some people, and uh, get out there and uh, turn make your left. turns. Yeah, turn your left for once, please. <laughs> what do you got, Becca? Anything, anything maybe traffic related? I know there's probably a lot of things we could talk about on the road. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Um, Knoxville, trying to be more bike pedestrian friendly. Got a lot of bikes going on. Um, and as someone who rides their bike occasionally in and around Happy Holler and old city downtown area. Um, one thing I would just like to say is that we as bicyclists are vehicles on the road and we should own the road, but we also got to like follow the rules of the road. So I would just say to like keep that in mind for other bicyclists and other, and also for cars on the road. There are a lot of times when bicyclists need to take the full lane either to turn or because there's not enough room Maybe it's one lane, and so they got to take up the whole lane. Um, just like keep that in mind, and also remember that, like, if you want to pass a bicyclist, you got to give three feet. Yeah, one of my pet peeves, I ride my bike around town too, and yeah, it's like when bicyclists want to be treated like their vehicles on the road, but then don't follow all follow all of the rules of the road. Like, for example, like especially downtown, like I see bicyclists all the time. Like, it's at a red light, they look both ways, and they just go through it. I know it's really hard. You're you're on your bike. You wanna you wanna move. You know you can make it. But if a car can't go through a red light, it is my personal opinion and my unspoken rule that a bike should not go through a red light either. That's and just literally, me. literally, Ryan, I almost did that, and then I almost got run over the other day. There so you go. see, <laughs> don't get run over. I think an, another one um, that is worth mentioning, I think, as related to parking, is Market Square Garage. I'm gonna say two things about Market Square Garage. One. We've had a whole episode about this. Is there a parking problem in downtown Knoxville? And we said, no, there's more of a people problem, which sounds really mean. But everybody uses Market Square Garage. It's like your go-to, and it's and it's understandable. Market Square has been like the, the hub for downtown for a really long time. I'm going to go ahead and say only use Market Square Garage if you are going to Market Square. Branch out a little bit and figure out what other garages are nearby because that Market Square Garage gets filled up. And if you want to go to Market Square, there aren't many options for parking near Market Square that isn't Market Square Garage, but there are options for parking for other places downtown. So use those other garages that are closest to your destination, but related to parking garages. Parking is free on weekends. Parking is free after 6 p.m. Even if you had to put press a button, get a ticket, and go in the garage, let's say at 5.30, you're leaving, get back to your car, going to pull out of the garage at 7.30, the parking attendant is gone, the arm is up, you do not have to put your ticket into the machine if the arm is up. That is caused, I don't tell, I can't tell you how many times I've gotten out of the car and just had to remind somebody, like, the parking is free. You don't have to do it. They're sitting there pressing the button, trying to figure out how to pay. Just drive out. It's free. It's, it's you know, don't don't pay if you don't have to pay. Just go. Yep. It makes things a lot easier. Absolutely. Locust Street Garage is really close. State Street Garage is really close. There are other options other than the Market Square Garage. Um 
Although I might still park at Market Square Garage to go to uh, to go to the school board meetings because it's right next door. Yeah, um, that's fine. <laughs> no, I mean, as long as as long as you're close to your destination, like don't you know, branch out and know where you're going to park. You know, if you're, yeah. if you're if you're like trying to go to the 700 block of Gay Street, don't park at Market Square Garage. Like, there's other options out there. I guess the unspoken rule is educate yourself about parking before you complain about parking. How about that? That's that's a great way to put it. Um, speaking of Market Square Garage. You are making way to Market Square on a fun Friday evening. You're not driving, you're Ubering. Right. And I would just like to remind people to place their Uber drop-off and pickup pin on the side of Market Square, kind of on Wall Street in front of TVA. Yeah, and Union on the other side, which we talked about earlier. Yeah, Union or, or on Wall. Yeah, Union or on Wall. In my opinion, Wall is a little bit less trafficked. Um because if you just like, let's say you're going to Prez Pub, you put your pin on Prez Pub, your Uber driver is going to be driving all around and you're either going to have to like walk to meet them somewhere. Or they're going to have to drive somewhere else to meet you and things just get a little bit clogged up. So just kind of you have the option to move your pin on Uber to a more appropriate pickup location. I agree with that. And I'm glad you brought up Prez Pub because one of my uh, unspoken rules is specifically about Prez Pub, Scruffy City Hall and Bernadette's Crystal Gardens. Um, on a Friday night, like you said, or a Saturday night, people are out. They're ready to get into these these bars, have some drinks, hear some live music. But one cover gets you into all three of those bars. So I don't know if this is necessarily an unspoken rule. I guess it is, but it's also you know a tip or a trick. Um, look at which of those lines is shortest, because sometimes that press pub line can get really long, and you're going to be mm-hmm. out there for a long time. And it also looks intimidating, I guess, probably for people that are considering going to press pub, and they're like, oh, the line's too long. I don't want to go in. Pick the shorter line. I, I, I've done it many times. I, I don't think it's rude because, I mean, they're all employees of the same, the same company. You know, if Press Pub line's really long, I'll go up to Scruffy City Hall, give them my 5 10 however much money it costs, get a stamp on my hand. I'll say, all right, see you later, and I'll just walk right into Press Pub. You know, I might come back to Scruffy City Hall later on, but, you know, I just, you know, go in and show my stamp into Press Pub and pretty much bypass that entire line, which is a great tip and trick. And while I'm on the topic, I want to talk about another specific bar and that's going to be Schultz Brow Brewing because again maybe not a unspoken rule because it actually is a I guess it's not a spoken rule it's a written rule um, but it's also a tip and a trick Schultz Brow does not have two places you can order drinks from there's actually three places there is the outdoor bar and there is the indoor bar but on both ends of the indoor bar there are signs that say order here and so if you're coming in from the patio a lot of times you're met with like a long line you have to kind of squeeze through people but on the other end of the bar near the main doors that lead directly inside from like the front of the castle there's hardly ever anybody standing in those lines so pick the shorter line you'll get your beer faster and you won't clog up a line in schultz brow and everybody's happy everybody's drinking everybody's having a good time mm-hmm. absolutely speaking of like breweries and um places to go with family and dogs and kids Schultzbra is kind of one of those places that falls into that category of like kid friendly, dog friendly. Um, but I would just like to remind people um, to think about their pets and think about their kids. And if their pets and kids are going to enjoy being in that brewery space, as someone who has personally just been overwhelmed at Schultzbra sometimes as an adult, uh, I can imagine being a dog or a child at a pretty crowded, loud brewery might be a little bit of a sensory overload. Um, and so just keep that in mind when you're bringing your kids or your dog 
to the brewery. And um, I'm not a dog owner, so you know, take what I say with a grain of salt because um, you know, you know, I, I don't, I don't know what it's like out there. But I have babysat a corgi or two in my life, actually just one corgi, and then also a beaver terrier, multiple cute little animals that you know I love to pet them. I understand why other people want to pet them too when I'm downtown. But I'm going to go ahead and say, don't ask to pet a dog that's on the move. People and their dogs are trying to get places. You know, if you're on a patio and you're sitting having a meal and, you know, you look down next to you and there's a dog laying down, ask, you know, ask the table next to you, is it okay if I pet your dog? But when you're walking down Gay Street, especially some of the skinny parts of Gay Street where like the the patios sort of uh, expand into the or into the sidewalk a little bit, uh, don't clog up the sidewalk and don't stop people that have somewhere to be to pet a dog. Just maybe just a nice little, oh, your dog's cute. Okay. You know, you've interacted. Maybe, you know, that's leave it at that. Yeah. Um, there's a time and a place. Yeah. And speaking of crowding up the the sidewalks when you're walking through downtown, don't walk three people wide. Don't do it. Don't do it. Space yourself out in a two or one person line. You can still talk to each other. It'll be okay. Yeah. And I won't move. If there's three I, people walking towards me, I'm going to keep walking. I'm, so just beware. If you see me, you really need to get in a single file. <laughs> I'm just going to blow right through you. Um, I feel like we're being really mean, but these are things, you know, that's, that's, that's one of the, the things on the podcast. We say things that other people fear to say, and, uh, you know, that's, that's, we're, we're, we're having fun. <laughs> um, but, uh, oh. yeah, similar to, uh, you know, just walking on sidewalks, I'm going to talk about running on greenways and riding your bikes on greenways. Um, you know, I know it's 2022. Everybody's got AirPods in. I get it. You got podcasts to listen to and songs to sing along to in your head, but, Keep those AirPod volumes at a low volume when you're on greenways because those many of the greenways around downtown are popular places for both runners, walkers, joggers, I guess, in between, and uh, biking folks, bicyclists. That's the word I was looking for. Um, and you know, y- you want to make sure you're aware of your surroundings because although you feel like you're on a nice, a nice, safe greenway, it can be dangerous if you have a bike coming around you. And so, also as part of that, I say bicyclists. Make sure whenever you're passing, just to do a courteous on your left. Maybe say it a little bit louder if you notice they have headphones in too, to make sure that everybody's communicating on the greenway and that uh, people aren't, uh, you know, putting themselves in potentially dangerous situations. And so I know we talked about traffic at the beginning. I kind of want to actually go back to that because, like I mentioned, there are plenty of things that I can say uh, about traffic in the downtown area and just how people navigate around the city's core. But one of the things that I want to mention is, oh, it's a pet peeve of mine. I'm getting just angry thinking about it. I know we have Southern hospitality here in Knoxville, Tennessee, but I do not like when drivers are overly courteous in the sense that you don't follow the rules thinking that you're helping another driver. Oh, I hate this. (laughs) And so there's one particular spot on um, South Central Street, and you are taking a right onto Clinch Avenue. And you're trying to get back up to Gay Street. And so you have to cross through the intersection. You kind of got to go up a hill and cross through State Street to get to Gay Street. And it goes both ways. The people driving on Clinch Avenue do not have a stop sign. And the people who are driving, I guess, on State Street do and have a sign that says oncoming traffic from the right does not have to stop. If you are on the hill, I mean, be aware that make sure your car is following the rules that's coming through the uh, State Street intersection. But if you're going on the hill, don't stop. If you don't have a stop sign, just be aware. Not every intersection in downtown has a stop sign. That is just something that drives me crazy because, you know, I'm driving up the hill behind a car and then all of a sudden they stop. And I'm like, why are they stopping? It just kind of comes out of nowhere. And also it drives me crazy when I'm going up the hill and then a car tries to pull out from 
uh, are from State Street in front of me, and I'm about to run into the side of them because they didn't read the sign that says oncoming you know, traffic from the right does not have to stop. And I think there's a couple intersections over there kind of in that State Street area that are like that. So just make sure you're aware of that. Speaking of stopping in places where maybe you shouldn't, um, I go to campus quite frequently as the higher education reporter. And then afterwards, when I'm leaving, I almost always go to the Starbucks on Cumberland. Um, I don't know why you do that to yourself. I know. I don't know why either, but I just really want my um, cold brew with sweet cream vanilla cold foam. I see why you do it now. <laughs> um, but you know what I'm not going to do when I'm going to the Starbucks? I'm not going to continue going to Starbucks if I see that the line is blocked up. And that if I were to go to Starbucks, that I would block Cumberland Avenue traffic if I just sat in the middle of Cumberland Avenue traffic waiting for the Starbucks line to stop. And I would, this is my plea to all drivers on Cumberland, including University of Tennessee, Knoxville, students, staff, and faculty, <laughs> to please park in the, Cumber- in the Starbucks parking lot and just go inside and order your drink mm. instead of blocking the traffic on Cumberland while waiting in the drive-thru line. So it's funny you mention that because we say that's an unspoken rule, but actually it might be becoming a spoken rule. And I'll talk about that perhaps Ooh. in a future podcast, perhaps uh, in a mailbag. Keep your eyes peeled over at knoxnews.com. I'm trying to get some more info on this, but I think there might be a fix for that coming in the near future, if not already. But uh, yeah, Cumberland Avenue, I mean, if you've been keeping up with Knox News, uh, I've been writing a lot about the development that's happening there with some new student housing coming in, uh, obviously. Uh, Becca, you've written about that as well, of course, as the higher education reporter and as student housing becomes more and more of an issue. So Cumberland can get a little crazy. I hear a lot of complaints about Cumberland Avenue. And um, I don't know, for me, I don't drive down Cumberland Avenue unless I have a very important reason to do so. And I would say just take advantage for everybody's sake. You know, you don't want to block up traffic. You don't want to make yourself frustrated either. If you're using Cumberland Avenue as sort of a corridor to get, you know, from Bearden or from Sequoia Hills to downtown, just rethink that strategy and use Neyland Drive. It's a wider road. It's got multiple lanes, not many stoplights on that road, and you can just take that right almost up to Calhoun's and take a left and go up into the hill, and you are in downtown Knoxville, and that helps out a lot with traffic. So um, just a pointer there. Um, and just a few more things I want to talk about, uh, especially with downtown being such a restaurant bar heavy um, sort of city. It's just some basic bar etiquette that I think applies to every city. Um, I mentioned Preservation Pub earlier, um, one of the few smoking bars in Knoxville. And if you uh, read, I guess it's been a few months now um, since I wrote a story about there's this new law that would allow cities to ban smoking even in uh, 21 up twenty one and up bars, which Preservation Pub is. It uh, doesn't seem like Knoxville is going to do that, at least for the time being. So smoking is still a lot of Preservation Pub. You know what you're getting into. I'm going to say don't complain that people are smoking in a bar that allows smoking. It's an unspoken rule that needs to be spoken. Um, you know, it's whether or not you agree with smoking in a bar. If you don't agree with it, I just feel like you just shouldn't go there. I don't know. That's just my – and there's also, you know, multiple floors that you can enjoy. Uh, Preservation Pub and Scruffy City Hall and other West family businesses without being on that one floor that has smoking. I know it stinks because sometimes there's really good music there. And also you probably think it literally stinks because there's smoke in the air. But, um, you know. Not much room to complain if that's, you know, what you were jumping into. Um, mm-hmm. Do you have any bar etiquette uh, bar etiquette rules that you would want to share? 
Yeah, I mean, just as someone who's been in food service before, like it's always just really great to do whatever you can to help the people who are serving you. Bring your glasses back up to the bar when you're done or when you're about to leave. I don't really think it's that difficult. You're making someone's life so much easier. Um, and it's just like a little bit of good karma, unspoken rule. Yeah, I agree with that. This is one that maybe I want to sound like a beer snob about, but um, if you're not in the mood to be adventurous with a beer, if you're just going to stick with Miller Lite and Michelob Ultra and you know that in the back of your head, don't spend time asking about what is this, what does this beer taste like? What does this beer taste like? What does this beer taste like? And then just order a Michelob Ultra in the end. I mean, that's not the worst thing that you can do. I mean, the bartenders are there to help you, but uh, I've just seen, not myself, I really don't mind it, but I've seen some people get frustrated, bartenders, whenever. Uh, people walk away and they just like kind of shake their head. It's like, you know, all all this for Miller Lite, you know? So um, that's just something to think about. Um, and if you do want to get adventures with a beer, go go to a brewery, perhaps instead of a bar and sit down and enjoy a flight. Uh, you know, try some different things, figure out what you like. There's plenty of options here in Knoxville. So, and then just thinking about etiquette and just being nice and Southern hospitality and all. Um, you know, you have people that are new to Knoxville all the time. There's people moving here. And, you know, it's just, it's just, it's happening like crazy. I mean, right. We see, we see the problems with uh, the housing market right now and the struggle for people to find affordable um, places to live. So point is people are new here when they mispronounce things, don't correct them with a, with a little, with a little uh, snobbiness in your voice. Right. I mean, crutch park. Or Crouch Park. I, I've heard it's Crouch Park. If somebody says Crutch Park, come on, it's K-R-U-T-C-H. Of course they're going to say Crutch Park. Welcome your new neighbors and explain um, in a nice way, uh, you know, a little bit about Knoxville and, and share some of these uh, things with them rather than just shaking your head at the newcomer or, you know, oh, don't California my Tennessee, you know, those, <laughs> those mindsets that people have. Um, so anyways, that's it, I think. Do you have anything else? I think we've I don't covered have a lot. anything else uh, that's coming to mind. Yeah. Well, thanks to everyone for listening. Um, you know, I'm sure there are things that we have not thought of, and we would love to hear from you about what some of your unspoken rules are related to downtown Knoxville and the surrounding areas. So, if you would like to reach out to me, you can give me a follow on Instagram at Knox Scruff. And for you, Becca, what's the best way for people just to keep up with your work uh, in the higher education realm? Yeah, you can follow me on Twitter at Becca Marie Wrong, the opposite of right. And as always, this podcast has been presented by KnoxNews.com. So head on over to KnoxNews.com slash subscribe to see some of our latest offers and support local journalism beyond listening to the Scruffy Stuff podcast. But we do enjoy you listening. So if you enjoy the show, make sure to leave a five-star review on whatever platform you're listening on. Hit that like or subscribe button to get notifications every time a new episode is released or just come back on Mondays. Also, check out that podcast description for links to both the Urban Knoxville Facebook group, which is a place where you could become part of the downtown discussion, share what's going on, ask questions. Uh, we typically post the podcast in that group. It's a, another great opportunity for you to share some of your uh, unspoken rules about downtown Knoxville. And the other link is going to be to the Urban Knoxville newsletter, which is a newsletter I write uh, and is released every Friday that provides even more downtown analysis than the Scruffy Stuff podcast can provide so all that said thanks for listening again and uh i hope you take some of these rules to heart because i think they can go a long way in making everyone's downtown experience a little bit better